Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mental Matchup, a podcast where we hope to shed light on one of the hardest competitions an athlete will ever face the matchup against their own mind. I'm Kat, and today I am here with Jillian Schumacher. Jillian is a current collegiate lacrosse player, but she was not always. After going through the recruiting process for lacrosse in high school, Jillian ultimately decided not to play in college and attended Ohio State. Once she got to Ohio State, she realized that she should have pursued collegiate lacrosse and transferred to UMass Lowell. During the episode, Jillian speaks about her experience during the recruiting and transfer process and how self-worth can be based on a player's performance, amongst other things. And as well, in addition, experiencing anxiety while playing, she also touches on the impact that a positive mindset can have on an individual sports performance, which I think not just it's not just relevant to sports performance, but also just relevant to, you know, I feel like life performance as well. Um, So with that, let's get right into the episode. Jillian, thank you so much for coming on the Mental Matchup. Um, I am beyond excited to to have you on and to have this conversation. Um, let's get right into it. Can you give the audience a little bit about who you are, you know, what you do and where you're from? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm from Long Island, New York. So lacrosse in general is a huge thing here. Um, Growing up, it was just really lacrosse, basketball, and that was really it. And then when it came to recruiting time for me in high school, I actually, I play now, but originally I traditionally chose not to play. So that's a little bit like of a fun fact, but I am now playing D1 women's lacrosse at UMass Lowell and I'm a goalie. So, but yeah. What? I have a lot of friends from Long Island, um, oh, yeah. as they call it. Yeah, I I went to I went to school with a lot of really talented lacrosse players, and mm-hmm. we always would joke like they they came out of the womb playing lacrosse because yeah. Long Island just like breeds lacrosse athletes. Um, what what like were there other sports that you played growing up? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of role did sport? play you know when you were when you were younger so younger growing up I was for sure a bit of a tomboy um played like every sport like under the sun but for me lacrosse was something that just came more naturally I guess you could say I played basketball but I am 5-1 so there's that and then um in elementary school how I got involved being a goalie is that they actually offered an ice cream gift certificate for whoever would be a goalie because they no one was playing originally. So I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then I wound up being pretty decent at it. And then it kind of just like stuck. So, and then I also ran cross country for two years in high school, but then I just stuck to lacrosse after that. That's so funny. Yeah. I feel like we always like had to take turns in youth league yeah. at goalie. I mean, my sister played field up until I think like eighth grade and then mm-hmm she was not good at field I'm whispering because she's in the room next to me and she'll be like she's probably rolling your eyes but she's really yeah. good at goalie um, I stopped playing field in like elementary school so I have no idea yeah, yeah yeah um so in terms of 
sports and lacrosse like you I feel like you have a more interesting story than like the traditional Mm -hmm. like fell in love with the sport got recruited or walked on and like played it so can you talk to me a little bit about like your high school experience with lacrosse like were you good at it did you like it did you want to play in college like what was that journey like for you so originally speaking I had very high like aspirations to play in college I made um, varsity my freshman year of high school I was starting all four years um, playing full games and then it kind of was for me like I'm someone who balances a very big thing and when it came time for when recruiting got very heavy like your junior year where it's kind of just like because for us we were the first year where it was like they can't talk to you till September 1st okay yeah once that date hit it was like uh, you're going to this camp you're going to see this school like blah 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 I'm like I am in my head I was I'm missing like every weekend being away for lacrosse and yes I do want to play and I care about my future but like I'm missing out on like some of these key moments with my hometown friends. So I just felt like it was just a bit much for me at the time. And I was like, I don't think I want to play. Like, and my mom is, she's awesome. She's not someone who's like down my throat about sports at all. Um, She was like, if you don't want to play, don't play. So then I applied to a bunch of schools, got into Ohio State, went there, not to play lacrosse, Um, went there, realized that I messed up, that I missed a sport and I didn't like the decision that I made. And then UMass Lowell offered me a direct walk-on spot, no tryout. So I knew I was unhappy there because I'm someone who craves structure and the amount of free time that I had was just like driving me insane. So. Okay. I, I have a few questions. Yes. Starting with your on Long Island you're like varsity starter for four years like mm. what was like your I don't know I feel like people would kill for for that position right like and mm. I think it's so I mean I know you say like I realized I made a mistake but like I think it's I don't know if like courageous is the word I'm looking for but like I think as a high schooler like going against the grain and being like I mm. want to be with my home friends on the weekends like no like I don't know anyone who mm-hmm. would prioritize like that you know what I does that yeah, make sense no, like I what know. fills their cup over especially at such a young age where it's easier I think to be like yeah I'm just gonna play the sport because like you know it's what I have to do or like whatever mm-hmm. yada yada um what was like the reaction from I guess like your coaches your teammates did you play club and like was everyone like what are you doing I did play club and so originally when I like told some of my friends because for me when I was talking to schools originally I tried not to tell people about it because you never know you're talking to someone they stop talking to you completely or like I think it just you're adding unnecessary pressure in Mm -hmm. into that because it's a lot mentally like to like you don't need other people in the mix Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't say it was so much more of like my coaches or like my friends. And it was more about like, like, I don't know, like some like adults would be like, well, why isn't she playing? And why like, 
like it was more of like that than it was like my own friends my own friends were kind of just like if that's what you want to do do it but they were like but we like we think you should play but I don't know but the funny part was actually when I I didn't realize this until my freshman year of college how like impactful like social media with the recruiting process is because mentally and this sounds so messed up but I was like it's going to kill me to see all my friends posting their like committed posts and I know that I could have done that and I chose not to and I was like that is going to be a really hard thing for me to do which is nuts but that is kind of crazy because like you made that decision Mm -hmm. did you feel like it was the best okay sorry before we get to that what was like what were the conversations around like mental health like in your house and your community when you were like growing up in high school were there any conversations uh yes very much so um more about my like junior senior year because like our town was kind of like impacted directly about that um so we kind of like that conversation opened up a lot more my junior and senior year but my mom actually um, is a public speaker for a living. You can check her out. Don't press send. Um, she talks about um, the impact of uh, like social media on mental health of like children and like adolescents. So that was very big. Wow. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I think like social media, the Internet, Instagram, like I think there's so many things that are great about it, but mm-hmm. there's so many things that everything in moderation. Yeah. It's like, I mean, the comparison game, it's you know, it's everyone's highlight reels. It can look so mm-hmm. great to like the the open eye. And I feel like that's like probably part of what you were seeing, right? You're seeing all mm-hmm. your friends like being committed. You're like, wow, their life looks so much better. What am I doing? Yeah. Um, Okay. So you're playing in high school. You're still enjoying the sport. You just decide that like, you're not going to take it to the next level. Yeah. Um, And I know you mentioned, like, your freshman year, you looking at these committed photos and, like, kind of being, like, ugh, like, or being, like, this is going to stink when they, when they come out. What was it like, like, going through your senior season, like, your senior lacrosse season, I'm assuming that there were probably some girls going to play lacrosse that you're, like, standing next Mm -hmm. to and, like, see, like, at that point, were you, like, oh, I wish I had played or... I think I still wonder I don't know because my senior year was 2020 so we did not have a senior season unfortunately Mm -hmm. which is also one of the reasons why I think I missed it as much as I did because I don't think I ever got to end that chapter of my life the way I thought it was going to end but it clearly continued on after that and I'm happy about it now so um Wow. Okay. So then you get to Ohio State and well, also COVID, like, did you realize at that point you were someone who needed structure? I don't know. I mean, I, I've always just been so busy. Like I've been working since I was like 15, 16 years old. Like I just like fast paced things, honestly. And I think I just miss like, like a team aspect. Like I just grew up playing sports for so long. Like I was going to try to do intramurals there and do like club lacrosse but because of COVID they weren't having tryouts so that happened but even like I guess like 
even in high school, like I know you're busy with high school and probably like some mm-hmm. college applications, but like without lacrosse and with like the world at a standstill during COVID. Oh, did you like, was that kind of like a, did you realize at that time that maybe part of why you're struggling was because there wasn't like this structure or was it more so just like yeah. the world's at a standstill? I think it was a mixture of both. Um, I've definitely realized more now that I, for me personally, that I have to practice like relaxing, like sitting down is something that is very hard for me. I'm always like going, but then I don't think I realized that's what I was doing, but now I know that's like a form of my anxiety. So why, why is it that you can't like sit still? like you like to be well, I, I just always feel the need to like be productive like I don't know like it's just something like um it's like called like it's a form of anxiety but it's like a high functioning anxiety habit or something like that I don't know interesting something along the lines of that scientific stuff but I don't know exactly yeah no I'm I should honestly look up the name I find the reason I ask is because I have a tendency to like try to keep busy and I found it's because a lot of the times like when I try to keep the busiest it's when I have like like fears or anxiety about mm-hmm. like a specific thing that I'm trying to avoid thinking about and yeah. if I can think about everything else I won't think about that one you're subconsciously thing. doing it you're not like doing yeah. it intentionally which is it's so weird yeah and I've but I've been able to start like catching myself like okay yeah. like why are we running away from this thought mm-hmm. like let's sit down let's take a breath like is it really that bad yeah. um versus like basically burning myself out mm-hmm. is what has been has happened um but enough about me I want to talk about you <laughs> so you go to Ohio State and like college is nuts during like the covid era like 2020 was just like wild like my sister my sister 2020 was the end of her freshman year and so I kind of witnessed like third party how it impacted like her experience because she went to she went to the same school that I or she's still she's still there but she goes to the same school that I went to so our experience were so vastly different that I was like this is crazy um what was it like your your freshman fall when you got to campus? My freshman fall there, we got COVID tested, I want to say, two, three times a week. Wow. And if you, like, tested positive, like, you had to go, like, quarantine and, like, whatever, like, all this stuff. And then, like, masks and classes. It was all online, but we were living on campus. I don't know if that makes sense yeah so it was all virtual but you were still like in the dorms yeah. in the dorms did you have like any kind of community or did you feel like you were very like siloed in um not like yes and no more of like yeah I feel like you feel that way regardless as a freshman because it's kind of just like it's just a new like surrounding and stuff like that. But I feel like I felt like, okay there. I just almost, you know, when something's off and I remember calling my mom being like, I don't know what it is, but I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. Wow. That's so interesting. So can you talk a little bit more about that? Like that feeling that you're having? Yeah. It's just like, you know, when something feels right and something feels wrong, like it's just how it is. 
And I remember just being there being like, I don't hate it here, but I feel like I would be happier somewhere else. Like, yes, it's like Ohio State, like a big name school, like whatever. But I was like, I'm craving more of like people that I can relate to on like a closer level, if that makes sense. Yeah, I... I think it's so interesting that you're like you can tell when something's right or wrong because I but I don't think a lot of people trust that instinct Mm -hmm. like a lot of times I think people chalk it up to like other things or they're Mm -hmm. like no it'll get better so that's so I don't know I feel like that's really cool that you as like 18 years old are like this feels good this doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. like something's off Mm because I don't think that's necessarily something like we're taught to yeah like recognize in our bodies like I was never taught to be like trust how it feels and feel the only time I was ever taught to like trust my gut or if something felt off is if like I was walking alone yeah or like right like it's like like yeah it's like if it feels off it probably is like run but other than like Mm. possible dangerous situations I wasn't ever taught that so that's really interesting what was what was like the action you took like you're at Ohio State you're kind of like this feels off like yeah what was that decision to return to sport and like how did you get to the jump of like I'm gonna like you know walk on or go play D1 versus Mm. like I'm gonna try to walk on at Ohio State or like what what was that experience like so basically one I would be lying to say like yes I knew it was wrong but I was scared when I was like transferring I was like eh, maybe this is the wrong decision maybe it's not I don't know but we're, we're just gonna go for it but um I knew that I wanted to play I knew I wanted to transfer to play lacrosse um but so basically what I did is I knew that because I found myself way too often being on rosters of certain teams looking like at how many goalies they had I'm like <laughs> So I'm like, okay, so like, clearly I'm doing something here. So I was just like looking into schools that had my major, which is criminal justice. And I was just seeing like, who had like three or less schoolies because four too many and they probably have an way too many. Yeah. So I didn't even want to like waste my time with that. So I emailed a bunch of schools. I gave them my old film and some contacts of like my coaches and whatever. And then a couple of schools got back to me and a few other ones wanted me to like transfer and then walk on. And I was like, well, I don't really know if I want to do that because like, it's a little risky. Cause like, what if I like, don't make the team, blah, blah, blah. And which I do understand that because like, I'm not playing right now. Like, like, how are you going to trust that? Like I'm, like where you want me to be. And I totally get that. But then um, I like to say like this, like I think UMass will like took a chance on me and I uh, they offered me a direct walk-on spot, no tryout. I made sure to train all over the winter. So I was like ready. And it did take me like a month or two to like get back. But um, yeah, that's how I wound up there.
We are going to take a quick break and we'll get back to Jillian momentarily. I'd like to take a second to talk about Morgan's message without whom this podcast would not be possible. Morgan's message is a nonprofit founded in 2020 to honor Morgan Rogers, who was a beloved daughter, sister, and fiercely loyal friend. Morgan's message strives to eliminate the stigma surrounding mental health within the student athlete community and equalize the treatment of physical and mental health in athletics. We're aiming to expand the dialogue on mental health by normalizing conversations, empowering those who suffer in silence, and supporting those who feel alone. If you want to get in touch with Morgan's Message, work with us, find out more, you can head to morgansmessage.org or follow along on Instagram at Morgan's Message. With that, let's get back to Jillian. What was the experience like like telling your friends you had made it Ohio State, telling your friends back at home? Mm. Like, yeah. Ha- was that hard? Was that easy? Were you excited? Like, can you walk me through some of the emotions surrounding that? Yeah. Um, emotions, I was scared of like judgment almost, I would say. But then again, I'm always someone who's like, oh, I don't really care what other people think of me, but like it's always just like a hard like thing to like do, I guess you could say. Um, my friends from home were like, like, oh, why? Like, did you not like it? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I like, didn't know how to put it into words. I'm like, no, it's not that I didn't like it. I just really want to play lacrosse. I'm like, it, like the school is fine. Like n- nothing wrong with that school. I had good friends there. Um, yeah. I remember telling my friends there and they were like supportive of it because I mean, if I'm unhappy, like they're not going to want me to stay. Yeah. So. No, exactly. Um, okay, so you transfer, you get to UMass. Mm-hmm. What's it like? So we are in the city of Lowell. Awesome. We love Lowell. Um, <laughs> it's almost like, I don't even know. So I get there, the dorms that we were living in, it's like this old mill building. So it's like lofted brick, like ceilings, and it's like a furnished apartment, but it's like dorms. It's insane. Like, it's not. I've never seen anything like this before. <laughs> I was like, okay. But I get there. I meet our assistant coach. I get all of our gear, which I'm like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Because, like, I haven't, like, gotten any of that stuff before yet. Meanwhile, like, all these girls have had it for, like, three months now. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. And then whatever. And I would say I became closer on, like, a more connected level with those girls in a matter of like two weeks why was that do you think I just think when you're eat like eat sleep breathe with people like it's just bound to happen but um I'm very very fortunate like for my teammates but also like especially like my roommates now they're like very very good people so that's awesome that your experience was Mm. so great transferring because I feel like that's transferring can be I think like being a freshman in general on a team where people have spent Mm. like already at the very least a whole year together yeah um can be hard and then I think on top of that when you're transferring in it's it also can be really challenging to like find your groove yeah 
quickly and like there's always a chance of like what if what I value is different than the people I'm mm-hmm. around or like what if they don't get my humor um yeah so that's great to hear that you kind of had a more so and you can correct me if I'm wrong but like more so seamless experience where you mm-hmm. felt like right away it was um you know like clicking um mm-hmm. what what has been your experience with mental health like yes during your collegiate um so career I for a long time I for sure have suffered from anxiety like my entire life but I just don't think I wanted to come to terms with the fact that that's like what was going on um because my mom for the longest time my whole family goes to therapy it's like a thing like in my house like whatever for the longest time my twin brother goes my old brother goes like whatever she's like you need to go and I'm like, I don't understand why you think there's something wrong with me. I'm fine. I get straight A's. I'm on varsity sports. Like, I'm fine. Like, I don't understand what's going on. She's like, kept saying, Julia, there doesn't have to be something wrong with you for you to go to therapy. And I was just like, kept pushing back. I'm like, young in high school. I don't understand it. Like, whatever. And then it wasn't up until last year where my course load got so big to the point where my anxiety also got in the way where I would be studying for hours on end. But because I was so anxious while I was studying, I wasn't retaining any information. So I remember calling my mom and being like, I'm getting worried like about my grades. Like, I know it's just fall ball. I don't really know what to do. She's like, all you have to do is pass, like whatever. And basically like, I always say now you don't have to hit that brick wall for you to get help. But I for sure like hit that brick wall, like running like full speed. Like I broke down, like it was, it was bad. And then ever since then, like I made sure I was like taking care of myself. I go to therapy every Wednesday. Now I'm on anti-anxiety meds now. Like, and I just think it's like what you put into therapy and what you put into yourself is what you're going to get out of yourself so I don't know no I think I think that's true I think it's true with anything it's like you kind of have to like put that action in kind of put that investment Mm -hmm. in to see to see something back and like chances are if you don't even put like minimal effort into the investment you're not going to see anything back yeah um and I think with therapy too it's like I have friends who don't necessarily like therapy and I'm like, well, how many times should you go? They're yeah. like, well, one. And I'm like, oh, well, like, yeah. one, you got to find the right person. Two, like... Therapy is like dating. You got to try a bunch until you, you find try a bunch. you like. Exactly. And, like, I also think it's like you, like, you, just like in dating, you can have a really good first date or you can have a really bad first date. Yeah. Or you can have a mediocre first date where you're like, they didn't help do anything. And it's like, yeah, they're trying to get to know your life story in 60 minutes or less. Like... Yeah. Let's like so I'm I'm I mean, a big it took me a couple tries. I went like twice in high school, was like, I'm done, I'm out, yeah. like this isn't happening. And then I finally actually started going on a weekly basis last year. Yeah. And like I do think, you know, different things work for different people. And like for mm, some people, therapy sure. would could never work. But I mm-hmm. think like some people don't give it enough of a, a chance. chance. Yeah. I would um agree. so I know you kind of had mentioned like your anxiety your experience with mm-hmm. anxiety can you kind of touch on that a little bit and what your experience has been like mm-hmm. yeah um 
In terms of lacrosse or just in general? Ooh, both. Okay. So for me, I don't know why in high school, like it when it came to lacrosse, I was like fine. Um, when it with my anxiety. It wasn't really until I got to college to play sports that like I was getting in my own head a lot where I noticed I was dramatically playing better in practices than I was when I was in games. And I didn't really realize why, but it's because I was going into games like with the mentality, like, cause I'm like, I'm a goalie. I'm standing there. Like I'm not constantly like moving. I'm just waiting. I'm like waiting for something to happen. And I'm like waiting, like, Hey, don't mess up. Don't mess up. Don't mess up. And I'm like, well, what's going to happen if you do that? You're going to mess up. Like I just didn't have like the right mentality, like my freshman year, and didn't realize like, like practicing being like mentally strong, like is a thing. And I didn't know that. And then I started, I now do this before every game. I start meditating before every game and I meditate every morning in general, but I use the Calm app, not sponsored, but like everyone <laughs> check them out um, just to get like focused. And then I also for lacrosse wise completely veered off the I used to be a headphones in don't talk to anyone type of person but I realized I was like in practice I'm like messing around with my teammates in the locker room like cracking jokes having fun and I play well in practice I literally like have to go in like I went into fall ball being like I'm just gonna have fun like I'm literally just gonna go in and mess around and I wound up being like playing so much better because I wasn't putting as much pressure on myself How did you get to that point? How did I realize that? Yeah, like that's it's I feel like it's like, yeah, and I did this and it's like, how did you get like? Yeah, well, I don't even like know how I got to that point. I think it was because last season I was like a sophomore. I started in a couple games and I would like I knew that I was like going in being like, okay, like I have to play well if I want to play the next game because I was underclassman, like whatever. Because goalie is one of those things where it's kind of like you're playing or you're not. So I would always go in and just, I would be so nervous to the point where like, I remember one game, I can't remember who we were playing, but I was holding my stick and like, I was so nervous. My hand was shaking for goalie. That's really not the best thing to happen. Um, So I was like, all right, like, Whenever I go to practice, I just, I'm not like, oh my God, I need to like, like my eyes aren't like bugging out of my head, like during practice or like whatever. But for games, I realized I was just like trying to like over-focus, if that makes sense, like over-emphasizing. So I was like, okay, like if I just go in and just have fun, like I have fun playing lacrosse, so I'll just, I guess maybe I'll play better. Like it's just worth a shot and it worked. So not saying it will work for everybody, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel like it's an important like realization to come to. I also think it's really hard when something's been like I always used to put so much pressure on myself to like perform. And then I got to the point where I was like, it's a yellow ball. Mm -hmm. Like, why am I letting it dictate so much of like my energy and my emotion if it's like it's a yellow ball? Mm -hmm. And like I similar to you, like I feel like I like my didn't touch the field but I played looser in practice and I was mm-hmm. like less so of like um like if I messed up I I wouldn't get as upset I'd be like whatever you know yeah it's like I still care that doesn't mean like yeah. I don't care and I don't want to do well but like yeah 
I no longer feel like I'm a failure for missing exactly. the freaking ground ball. <laughs> it can like there's no like like I will get mad at myself sometimes and be like, damn, I should have done better, like blah blah blah. Or like you're allowed to realize the mistakes that you've made, but if you're constantly like harping on them, like the only thing you're doing is like I was just saying, like, yeah, like I would get upset and stuff too. And not to say like I don't like I obviously I take it like super, super seriously, but I think you have to realize when it's okay to be upset with yourself over sports and when it's not, because it becomes a dangerous game when you start to prioritize like your self-worth based on your sports performance, because yes, you're an athlete, but how you play in one game or in one practice doesn't define you as a person, even though it feels like it. Cause that is your world right now. I think even going like, like it's not just sports, Mm-hmm. that it's like everything because yeah. I I was a student athlete and then I became just a student and then I entered like the working world and even today I'm like struggling with not necessarily struggling but I have to remind myself that like what I do is not who I am and like no. at the end of the day like it's a sport at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's you know it's work and while it's nice to to do well and like I do take pride in like you know being an overachiever and doing these things yeah. like those aren't the things at the end of the day that I'm like excited to talk about with like no. my family like I, like they don't give a shit about no. like what you know what I mean like yeah they care about all. like wh- what is what gave you joy today like how are you treating other humans like yeah. what are you what do, what do you get excited about that's like not based on what someone else thinks about you mm-hmm. um and I think that's like such a big lesson that's it's really hard to learn and it's it's like not really teachable it's like something you have to learn for yeah for yourself um do you have any like routines or like anything that you've done to to I guess like help your anxiety or like help set this new mindset yeah so well if we're in the locker room I like to get to the locker room early um, but that's just because I also have to go to the training room, um, after, but, um, I'll get there. I'll usually get like, I love going to get coffee with like my like house. We always say like the drive to get coffee is better than actually like having coffee itself. It's just like a fun like activity. So like, I don't know if you start off your morning good, I think it's just going to trickle into like a good game in general too, but I mean, I go in there, I go and get taped, get dressed, and then I will literally, like, go upstairs, put on my headphones, like, do, like, a breathing exercise, come back down, and just be, like, ready to go type of thing. Um, Are there any other – what about, like – I feel like that's, like, the sport aspect. Like, have you had to put in routines into – kind of your everyday like non-sport oh yeah just to uh combat like anxiety in general or just anything that you feel like has helped you kind of perform or show up or feel good about like your day my day okay um I've recently loved like journaling at night some like it's also helped me not to be a perfectionist because I'm like okay it doesn't have to be a coherent thought just like write down like what you're feeling right now 
or like scribble something like it doesn't have to make sense and like that's like helped me with like other things and not putting things like always into like a box so I love that um Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing those things we are coming up on time so I have a few closing questions yes the first one is if you had any piece of advice that you could give yourself um like looking back what you know now and like picking a point in time where you could have really used you someone to kind of you know support Mm -hmm. you or give you advice like what would that advice be I think it would have just been don't wait so long just don't wait so long. Like, I think I needed what happened to me my sophomore year to realize I needed help, but I could have gotten help earlier. I love that. Yeah. Like raise a hand, ask for help. There's mm-hmm. no shame in it. Um, last, last question is what are you most grateful for? I mean, obviously I'm very grateful for my team, my coaches without a doubt. Um, I think I'm very grateful for what my parents have like taught me, I would say, because I think it was like their mentality that like made me have a lot of these like realizations and made me feel like safe to come to them being like, I think I changed my mind. Got it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, amazing. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on the mental matchup. Um, I loved, loved our conversation. Um, and I'm just so grateful that you spent, spent the time chatting. Thank you so much. Another huge thank you to Jillian for coming on the mental matchup and talking about all things, um, you know, performance, recruiting, growing up in such like a hotbed lacrosse community and, and everything in between. I'm so grateful that she got to come on and, and talk about everything. And, you know, I think her, her, you know, experience in and of itself is so invaluable so another huge thank you to jillian for coming on the mental matchup if you want to get in touch with the mental matchup you can actually head to morgansmessage.org slash the mental matchup podcast um everything is now living under morgan's message if you want to submit a story you can head there or you can send an email to submission at morgansmessage.org or send us a dm on instagram at the mental matchup another huge thank you to morgan's message for presenting this podcast we would not be here without them if you want to get in touch with morgan's message learn more, find out more, you can head to morgansmessage.org or you can find us on Instagram at morgansmessage. Um, and last but not least, thank you to everyone who who tunes in and is listening to the podcast. Um, I think, you know, when I think about the podcast and, and why we're here and how we're honoring Morgan, it's really for, for those listening and for those learning and tuning in. Um, and I appreciate each and every one of you. If you have any any requests for specific guests or different topics you want to hear, 
feel free to to send an email to submission at morgansmessage.org or DM us on Instagram. Um, And otherwise, I will see you next episode. Bye.